0: to you to walk in my ways and you will ha 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 you will overcome uh, ha ha walk above this, the troubles and the uh, oh the demonic influence that you see all around you oh you will walk far above it saith the Lord if you will just walk in my ways follow me do what you have been taught oh honor the Lord ha 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 trust in me saith the Lord trust in me don't lean into your own understanding don't be Moved by what you see. Hallelujah. And you will see that by the power of my blood and by the power of my name and by the power of my word, you will be more than a conqueror. You'll be a bright light to this world. And and you'll look behind you and there'll be people following you. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, hallelujah. Because the light, saith the Lord, will show and will shine and will be brighter and it's going to emanate from your very being, saith the Lord. Oh, in these days, in these days that are beginning even now. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. And we are entering into a new day, a new hour. Hallelujah. Mm. The dark is growing darker, but the bright light is going growing brighter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, we're going to receive our offering at the end, and we'll probably come up at the altar and pray at the end. So we're going to dive right in tonight. Uh, hallelujah. Oh, I will say this, for those of you that uh, weren't there Sunday night, we had our team meeting number two, and the church vision, the new vision is, this is the vision statement, is good news, good life. Good news, good life. And so y'all are going to be seeing that everywhere. Good news, good life. Hallelujah. And uh, we did have a problem with the CD. And so, hmm, I don't know. You might get part of it sometime or whatever. But anyway, we had a problem recording in the back off the little computer, off the laptop. And so uh, hopefully, though, the part of that will be available to you. We're going to be having other meetings. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And um, getting, the, getting all the things put together. We do really appreciate all the input that we got. If you have suggestions on any part of it, uh, we talked about marketing strategies. We tra- tra- tragedies. <laughs> Not tragedies. Strategies. Hallelujah. We don't want any marketing tragedies, do we? Hallelujah. And uh, uh, we talked about that. We talked about Friend Day, if you have ideas for that. Uh, praise God. We talked about... Um, I don't know what all, but we've got a, got a bunch of good ideas. I've got those wrote down, and we're meditating on those and working on them as, uh, even now. Hallelujah. D- don't forget Easter Sunday, Sunday morning. Invite your friends. Invite your family. Let's go ahead and have big day. Even though big day's not going to come till later officially, we could go ahead and have big day this Sunday if you'll just get out and invite some people. And remember the video we saw—you can do it messy and still get results. Hallelujah! And so be be brave. Be brave. Hallelujah. Uh, we're talking about ruling and reigning in life. We started last week, and last week we completely covered um, pretty thoroughly, actually. Um, who God has made us in Christ. I mean, I know you could take months to teach on it, but we went to just about all the scriptures that talk about the fact that we are to rule and reign in life. That we're to reign in life, uh, uh, according to Romans 5.17, that God's call is that the scripture anyway? That we're to rule, rule and reign in this life. And so we talked about that pretty extensively. So we're just going to go on. We're not going to review, but you can, that CD is available. Um, So let's just talk, just start tonight with uh, um, reminding ourselves that our position in reigning with Christ in heavenly places is a position of authority and honor and triumph. And everything we do, we're to see ourselves from the position of reigning in Christ. We're not to see ourselves as a worm. We're to see ourselves as the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Amen. And uh, the book of Ephesians is the primary place in the Bible for us to learn and meditate on who we are in Christ. So the book of Ephesians is the most thorough uh that's really what the whole book of Ephesians is about is who we are in Christ and and what we've gotten at the new birth and we need to pray those scriptures in Ephesians chapter 1 that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we might know what is the hope of his calling and he's not just talking about although this is included what your the the ministry calling on your life but that calling that he called us to in Christ when he made us uh as he is so are we in this world and that calling and that we'd have understanding so the eyes of our understanding this is not the eyes of your understanding but the eyes of your understanding is down here it's the revelation it's having a revelation of it uh, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened uh no, excuse me, that you might know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of our inheritance in the saints, everything we inherited at the new birth, and the richness of that and the glory of that, and the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe. Hallelujah. That's three things that God wants us to pray that we get a re- revelation of. And, you know, uh, we, hallelujah. So be praying on that. <coughs> So, just to remind ourselves, because of what we're going to talk about tonight, the church has the victory over the devil in every encounter. Even if it doesn't look like it, the church has the victory over the devil in every encounter. Well, you say, well, I know somebody that died of cancer. I guarantee if they're the Christ, a Christian, they still won in the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, uh, and now we believe you can win on this earth and you can be healed. But if you even think, well, there was a casualty if there ever was one. No, they won in the end. Hallelujah. Death did not triumph over them. Death was not, uh, did not even, death didn't, wasn't able to touch them. Uh, you know, because their, their spirit can never die. Their spirit can't die, and it's like uh, the, the devil can't steal from you who you are in Christ. He can't steal your spirit, and he't steal He can't steal your anointing. I don't care what goes wrong. OK, <clears throat> So whether we experience that victory depends on our, the view that we have of ourselves in Christ. Uh, there's, about, there's kind of four views that the church takes. There's there's the Christians that are militant. And uh these kind of Christians are always fighting the devil. Hallelujah. They they don't seem to understand the fact that we're to rule and reign. Uh they've been fighting with the they they fight with the devil all the time. You know, I heard I remember brother Hagan saying um <clears throat> that one time a lady, you know, And, of course, they did this more in Pentecostal churches back in the olden times. Not that long ago, but still olden times compared to what the earth is like now. And uh, they would stand up and give testimony a lot in church. And she stood up and she said, I've been fighting with the devil all week. Bless his holy name. (laughs) She got a little mixed up in her words there and was trying to bless Jesus, but it sounded like she's blessing the devil. Uh, so, uh, that's the kind of Christian that's militant, uh, doesn't know who they are in Christ and always fighting the devil. Number two is the defeated Christian. And this Christian is usually just completely ignorant of the fact that we're to rule and reign. And, uh, they, they don't ever use their authority that we have in Christ. They usually live in a state of constant failure and defeat. And a lot of times you want somebody else to do their praying for them and they're believing for them because they don't even have confidence. They have no confidence in their own uh, faith, their own prayers. They don't have any confidence in their own authority, always uh, trusting everybody else to get it for them. Uh, <clears throat> number three is what I call the inconsistent church. And this is the part of the church that knows that knows who they are in Christ. At least they have a pretty good understanding of it. They have been taught, but they're off again and on again. They uh, they rise up when they have a serious problem, but generally they're being defeated by the devil. And they don't really notice because it's a subtle thing. These Christians are busy, busy, busy. They're caught up in the rat race of the world and they have slipped and don't know it. They are leaky Christians, what I call them, leaky, because they've leaked out all the Holy Spirit that they have in them and they don't even really know that, that they're not, they're not aware that they're not where they should be in Christ, that they're not, uh, because they're just too busy to notice. Uh, These people are deceived by the devil because the devil is eroding away at their spiritual strength slowly and... uh and the, but it's so gradual a lot of times uh, they don't even notice. Have you ever noticed when sometimes when people step away from the things of faith and the things of that that it's like oh yeah, we're going to go do this and we're going to do this and they're real gung ho about something they're going to do then the first thing you know well well yeah, we we still do that but you know and you just you hear and they're like uh well now they don't go on Wednesday and well now they're you know and slowly it's just eroded till You know what they used to be strong in God, committed, serving God. Now they've let the devil just erode away at them slowly, and they don't. They're kind of like Sam. Is it Samson? Samson and Delilah. He didn't even know he didn't have his strength, Uh, uh, but his strength had left him. Number four is the triumphant church. And that's who we're talking about, and we talked extensively about that last week, who we are. Hopefully that's who you are. We see ourselves by a biblical perspective. We know and exercise our authority. We're on the alert and on guard, and we enforce the victory daily. If you don't enforce the victory daily, the devil will inch in. Little by little, inch by inch. But you've got to enforce who you are in Christ daily. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I've been bought with a price. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not my own. And you begin to declare, God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. The Holy Spirit is my indweller. Hallelujah. My guide, my comforter. And you're enforcing who you are in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness. Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. And you begin to declare the authority and the power that you, you, you have in Christ. I tread upon serpents and scorpions, and nothing shall by any means harm me. Glory to God. That's the, that's the triumphant church. You know, there's not uh, there needs to be more of those. Let's just say that. Did you know that demon activity is increasing around the world? I know if you've been around any time at all, you can even tell that. I I know, uh, I don't remember a lot of demon activity in my little town that I grew up in back in the 60s. I know there was, but not not near, not near like what we see today. And uh, we do see plenty of it, don't we? Uh, So demon activity, even the Bible told us that in the end times, demon activity would increase. So we must know what being in, being saved entitles us to because being saved entitles us to more than just going to heaven when we die. Thank God for heaven. I'm glad. Hallelujah. But God told us he wanted us to have days of heaven here on earth. Hallelujah. And the only way we can do that is by living above this world and and living according to who we are in Christ. Hallelujah. And just knowing that He always causes us to triumph. Doesn't mean you're not ever going to have a trial, but you just just live with a knowing He always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. I don't care what it looks like or what the devil says. This is working out in my favor. Because I have the blessing of Abraham on me. I'm a covenant woman. I have a covenant with Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that covenant can't be broken because Jesus Christ and God made that covenant between them. Hallelujah. I didn't make it, so I can't break it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I just got in on the goody of it. Hallelujah. The good part. Hallelujah. So uh, that, that's, that's how we have to be. And, uh, and we need to declare it a lot. It needs to come out of our mouth. The devil will whip you over what you're not confessing and saying. Because if you're, hallelujah. And I'll tell you, there's a scripture, I should have looked that up, but I'm just reminded of it. I'll have it for you next week. But there's a scripture that says, when my mouth was silent, my heart grew sick. It talks about the fact, it means, what it means is, if you just keep your mouth shut, you'll get more discouraged and more discouraged and more hallelujah. But if you'll begin to declare these truths of who you are in Christ, you will, I tell you, it will encourage you every day. And you will rise up, you will, you know, the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. And that's what we have to do is we have to speak these things over ourselves, build our own selves up. Because you know, I can't build you up enough tonight for you to last till next, uh, till Sunday morning. And you know, you've got to, you're going to have to build your own self up. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you need to get some things in your vocabulary. You know, if a problem comes up, you know, Pastor will say to me, it's going to work out. It'll all work out. So we say to each other all the time, We're not, we don't ever think this isn't going to work out, it's always going to work out. And it's going to work out in our favor. We have a covenant. Okay, uh, so uh, but we must be fully convinced of the authority that is ours tonight. Based on all of that, I don't like to talk about the devil. Never. Ha- I don't think we've ever taught a teaching on the devil in this church. We've been going thirteen years. We refer to him, but just to teach. So, we're, but tonight we're going to because we're teaching on ruling and reigning in Christ. We're going to look at who Satan is. And where he came from, okay? Y'all up to that tonight? Can you handle it? Okay, the devil started out as Lucifer. You know this. The devil was created by God. But everything God creates is good. He never creates anything that's not good when it starts out. He created Lucifer and he was good. He was good. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 28. And I believe you'll learn something tonight, even if you think you know all about the devil. So, <laughs> praise God. E- Ezekiel 28, verse 12. Ezekiel 28, 12. Hallelujah. I might have run one off or something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sarges, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx and the jasper, the sapphire, and the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created, till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned, therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings, and they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. So we here have one of the biggest descriptions of lucifer hallelujah before the fall and the bible i want you to notice some things beginning in verse 12 it says he was full of wisdom you might just want to because these are some of the characteristics of how he was you might just want to underline these little phrases i'm going to give you these are characteristics of how how the devil was before he fell how when he was lucifer he was full of wisdom he was perfect in beauty he Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Every precious stone was thy covering. Hallelujah. 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 Every precious stone was thy covering. Verse uh, 13. Thou wast created. Hallelujah. Thou art the anointed cherub. Uh Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou wast on the holy... In other words, he had access to God is what that's talking about. Going on down, verse 15, Thou wast perfect in thy ways till iniquity... That's still in verse 15. Till iniquity was found in thee. Verse 16, Thou hast sinned. I will cast thee as profane... Oh, covering cherub. So he was a covering cherub. Let me keep, let me turn my page. Okay. We'll go on from there. Notice in verse 13, but that was some little phrases that kind of give us some characteristics there. Notice in verse 13 that he had something to do with music. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day That thou wast created. He had something to do, Lucifer had something to do with music. Have you ever noticed how much music plays a part in the plan and program of God? But also how much music plays a part and program in the plan of Satan? It really is. It's really true. Have you ever noticed how that music prepares you to yield to God? And that it can even draw you to God? But music can also prepare you to yield to the devil. Oh, wow. Just thinking about what some of the people listen to in this town. I know it's bad because I can hear it when I'm sitting by (laughs) at the traffic light, can't y'all? Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So the Bible said here, we just read it, that iniquity was found in him. So we want to talk about, first of all, tonight about him. What was his sin? What was the devil's sin? And we saw that in verse 17. It says, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. And thou hast defiled the sanctuary. Where was that? In Verse 18. Defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities. The, the sin of the devil was pride. He got, he got into pride. He wanted to become like God. He wanted to ascend into heaven. And he wanted to usurp God's authority. Turn over to Isaiah now. And we're going to see uh, more of that. What he, what, how he got into sin. Lucifer got into sin. Isaiah 14, 13. Man, God's good. Thank you, Lord. And then it says in, well, actually we'll start in verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Notice that the devil fell from heaven. He, he was cast down to the ground. And, and look. notice that phrase, thou, and has weakened the nations. Thou weakened the nations. That tells us something about something that was going on. Now we know Satan was in the earth already in, in the Garden of Eden when, when Adam was there. He was already there. So he had already fallen from heaven and he had already weakened the nations, possibly. That we're not like we, so we're, we'll just leave that and we'll talk about it sometime, but just kind of put that in your thinking cap. Okay. Um, and then in verse uh, 13, for thou hast said in thine heart, Lucifer said this, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That's what he said. That was pride, wasn't it? That was pride. Hallelujah. Um, and he said, I, notice there, he said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. A lot of times when the Bible talks about stars, it's talking about angels. And in this case, I believe that's what it's referring to. I will exalt myself above all the angels. In other words, I'm going to be over all of them. Um, <clears throat> so uh, let's see. Uh, so evidently, we can tell from this because of all these I wills that, that, that Lucifer had a free will. We have a free will. Every man chooses. And even though he didn't have a right to do this, he had a free will to choose right and wrong. And he chose wrong. He was a free will. We know he must have been because of all the I wills. Um, and God told him, we read it back in Ezekiel, that he had sinned. He had sinned. And then Ezekiel 28, uh, going back to Ezekiel 28, kind of God put this in two different spots, so we'd have to really search it out, didn't he? Verse 16, we see God's eye wills. It says, By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned, there it is, Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of heart of, of fire. Uh, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore will I, or I will, bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, and it shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. Well, now we know some of that has not transpired yet completely. You know? So y'all got that. Some of that's still to come. So in Ezek, he said... um. Uh, In Isaiah 14, 12, he said, you were fallen from heaven. You were cut down to the ground. In Ezekiel 28, 17, we just saw, I will cast thee to the ground. Notice that? He said, y'all are, you're fallen from heaven. I will cut you down to the ground. And uh, fallen from heaven, you're cut down to the ground. Ezekiel said, I will cast thee to the ground. God said that. And so, so God did it. From heaven he cast him, huh? He cast him to the ground. Luke ten eighteen, if you would turn over there. Hallelujah. I got y'all quiet tonight. Y'all never This is not the funnest subject to teach on, but it's really necessary that we understand all this. ten eighteen. Luke ten eighteen. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. I beheld Satan as lightning. So Jesus said he beheld it. He saw it. You know, we know that Jesus didn't just start to exist in Bethlehem, but that he was the Word and he was with God and he was God. And he saw when Satan fell to the earth. Uh, And it was after this expulsion from heaven that that Lucifer then became Satan. Now, we're going to look at the names of Satan in the Bible some of his names, because his names reveal his nature. So I'm going to come around. I didn't, have to, uh, uh, t- I didn't have time to get all of y'all a scripture. I have more, but uh, we'll go. I'm going to come around to some people and just ask them, because I have them already turned to the scripture, so it won't take us this long. So uh, I won't read it back. I'm going to come out here and let her read it in the microphone. From 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Okay. So we know that, that Satan is an adversary from that scripture, and then Pam from John ten ten, the thief cometh not but for to kill and to, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'm. Confident. Okay. We know that the, the devil is a thief. Because of that. Now we'll go over here to John eight forty four. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So in that scripture, we find out the devil is a murderer, and he's a liar. Okay, coming over here to Revelation 12.10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down before God day and night. Okay, so we find from that scripture that he's the accuser. Of the brethren, now turn to uh, well let 's just have her read that she 's right there read revelation twelve nine and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him okay, so he 's a deceiver from revelation twelve nine we find out he 's a deceiver, so so far we 've found out he 's the adversary a thief, a murderer, a liar, an accuser of the brethren, and a deceiver. Turn to 2 Corinthians 11.4. We're going to have to look these all up the hard way. Now, (laughs) 2 Corinthians 11.4. For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if we receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another... Oh, that's not right. I must have gotten that wrong. Uh... I was looking for angel of light. Must have got it typed wrong into my. Anybody see angel of light? 14. Okay, missed a letter. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. That was 2 Corinthians 11:14. An angel of light. Now go to John 12 verse 31. John 12:31. Now is the judgment of this world, now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And so John 12:31 calls him the prince of this world. That sounds strange, doesn't it? We know Jesus is the prince of peace, but God told the devil, the prince of this world, John 14:30. Turn over a couple of pages. He says, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world, there again, cometh and hath nothing in me. The prince of this world. Go to John 16, a couple of pages over, and verse 8. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. John 16:8. hope I didn't miss that one. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm, must have. Let's look at verse eleven. See if that one's right. No, I don't. But anyway, that was still talking about the prince of this world. So we we have two scriptures there already. Turn to Ephesians two two. Sorry about that. Need to always check my my typing because sometimes I type too fast. Ephesians two two. Ephesians two two, wherein in time past. You walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So, Ephesians 2 2 says that he is the prince of the power of the air. And then turn to 2 Corinthians 4 4, and that will be the last one. We could look up some other things. Uh, Names, but the, the, some of the names like Serpent and Dragon, do not really describe to us these these titles that we have looked at give us a, a description of wh- what his character is like, what he is like second corinthians four four in whom the God of this world the God of this world, is what Paul said here uh, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So, the God of this world. And in one version, I believe it says, uh, in that, that word world there is cosmos. And it actually means world system. So, the, the devil is the God of this world system. Now, we remember, we keep reminding ourselves, God created everything and it was good. God did not create evil. Some people would like to tell you, well, God created evil. To test us and to try us, but God did not create evil. He created, uh, He created Lucifer, and Lucifer made a free choice and in evil. And then He, he cast him down into the earth, and, uh, uh probably. And we know that probably because of his character that he came and made chaos of the of the earth. Of the earth, then we could go over to Genesis one one, and um, don't I won't go into this all the way tonight, and we might touch on it next week. But over in Genesis one one, in in the in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And listen, we're not dogmatic about this. This is just the way some people teach it. Is is that there was uh, that when the devil was cast down to the earth? and we just read where he brought uh, he he does, he brought chaos to the nations, which could imply that there was uh, uh, and there's other scriptures that imply this that there was activity on the earth when Satan fell uh either either human activity or something like that that there were actually nations and that uh and so uh a most uh, quite a few people that we respect and love teach that there was a race of people on the earth don't 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 get scared on me here and don't panic because like i said we're not dogmatic about this but that there was a race of people on the earth uh at, between Genesis one one and Genesis one two, now let me explain it a little further. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and He doesn't give us any timetable right there. Of, of, we know that He cre- uh, He. Uh, well, let me go on. And then in verse 2 it says, "The earth was without form and void." Now, remember the principle that God never creates anything that's not good. And if you go to the Hebrew, that word "without form and void" means is the Hebrew word tovu bavohu. Tovu bavohu. Y'all want to say that with me? Tovu bavohu. And it actually means chaos. It was the the earth was in chaos. Well, God just had created the heaven and the earth in verse 1. He did not create something in chaos. So possibly, and I say possibly, something happened between verse 1 and verse 2 that caused the earth to be in tovu bavohu or chaos. Now, that possibly could have been the fact that Satan fell from heaven and he brought chaos, which he usually does, doesn't he? If there's anything in chaos on the earth, guess who's behind it? You know, it's always the devil. And so uh, that there's that space there where God possibly. Now that, the thing that that, 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 that's good about that is it explains and causes the Bible, although we're, the Bible is more lined up then with science. Because we know they have found dinosaurs. We cannot def- deny the fact that there are dinosaur bones that they have found. And that would explain that there was a time when there was an animal like dinosaurs up on the earth. We know through carbon dating that they have found, uh, what do they call that lady? I forget her name. They have a little name for her. Lucy. And they found another one now besides Lucy, I think, a new one. But anyway, they have found uh, the skeleton that's similar to a human being. And that they're dating her, you know, a old, 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 old. A lot more than what the earth, of what, uh, since Adam. A lot longer than that. We also know that they, they show us by layers how old the earth is. And it seems that the earth is a lot older by scientific. Now, they could be missing it. But we still have to explain dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. And, uh, you know, I know in my own personal life that it was probably about 20 years ago that I first heard uh, Charles Capp's a set of tapes called The World That Was. And in 1 Peter, it refers to the world that was. Uh, and, and when I heard him teach that, it settled, it brought peace to me. Because all of a sudden now, there was no discrepancy in my heart concerning dinosaurs, and all those things. But if that doesn't bring peace to you, a lot of people stand hard and fast. I know we had a Christian school in Seminole, and the, the man that wrote the curriculum for our Christian school, Dr. Howard from Louisville, Texas, and, and he, oh, he was a brilliant Christian to develop that whole system of Christian school and the curriculum. He was brilliant. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit, and he would, uh, he would run you over, that, that it's a young earth, that in other words, the earth is still just 6,000 years old. So um, it doesn't matter which way you believe, just, you know, because it's not going to change anything about who you are in Christ, the blood of Jesus, your salvation, and that's the important things, okay? But we are studying this tonight, and so, uh, and we could look at some other scriptures, but we're not going to, we're going to go a different direction. Uh, <clears throat> So God created everything and it was good. God did not create evil. Now, here comes to another point. God is not running the earth. We know that. We've studied that here before. The devil is. The Bible says he's the God of this world system. It shouldn't even be hard to figure out God's not running things. Just look into Washington and you can tell God's not running it. Just look over in the Middle East and you can tell God's not running it, is he? You know, just look at Africa. I mean, you can just look anywhere. Just look over your back fence, and you can tell God's not running this, you know. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, as somebody said, if God's in control, He sure has made a mess of this. And God's not in control. You see bumper stickers all the time. Now, He may be in control of your life, and I pray that He is, but He's not in control of this whole earth, okay? So uh God gave dominion. Je- you're right there, Genesis 1, God gave dominion to man. And God said, "Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion." Let, uh, he made man, he, and he made him in his image, and he said, "Let man, let man have dominion." And we know then, t- Psalm eight, verse four, let's look there. That's not, it's not just one place in the Bible that we can understand this from. Psalm eight, verse four. What is man? that thou art mindful of him and the Son of Man, that thou visitest him, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. So right there, that scripture, that word angels, look out in the margin of your Bible. If you have a good study Bible, it says that word angels is really Elohim. You know, the King James translators, they just couldn't stand it. They couldn't stand to say that God had made man a little lower than God. They couldn't stand it, so they put the angels. Hallelujah. Well, we know uh, we're not even the same class as angels. Hallelujah. And we're not not really ruling over angels right now. We will someday. The Bible says we're going to judge the angels. But that's coming. That's not now. And we don't judge them now, and we don't have control over them now. God's in control over the angels. But they are ministering spirits that minister to us and for us. And so, um, but now Psalm 115. So, you know, things get to get, when things get clearer, then you gotta, this helps us to understand that God's not in control and He's not going to take control for you. If you've got a situation in your life, He said, you take dominion. You do it. I've given you the authority. Hallelujah. All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go ye therefore. Hallelujah. So the authority has been given to us. And I always like to tell this story, and I know you've heard it, some of you, maybe some of you haven't, but how Brother Hagen, one of his, the visions that he had uh, in the 50s, and I didn't know this till the other day, but in the 40s when he was pastoring his last church, he would lay his Bible and leave it laying there on the pew and he would come in, the parsonage was next door, and he would come in throughout the day and just kneel down and pray throughout the day. Just, he would pray, you know, just off and on, coming in into the sanctuary and praying. And he would pray the Ephesians prayers that the, uh, that the uh, God of our, what is it, help me, Ephesians 1, that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we might know the hope of the, all that prayer that we just already went over. Okay, he would pray that prayer. He said he must have prayed it a thousand times. That was in the 40s. In the 50s, 1952, I believe, He is when he began to have visions where Jesus would appear to him. He didn't have those visions where Jesus appeared until he he had been praying those scriptures a long time, that he would see, that the eyes of his understanding. So Jesus appeared to him in one of the visions, and Jesus was talking to him, explaining some things to him. And uh, 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 there was a little demon spirit between him and Jesus. He called him a yakety yak. If you've read, listened to his tapes, and he and he said it, he was just, you know, just making noise, and he couldn't hear what Jesus was saying. It was just like aggravating him so much he wanted to hear what Jesus was saying, and he kept thinking, I wish Jesus would do something. I wish Jesus would make him quit. I wish. And fi- and you know, it went on for a while, and finally he said, Get out of here in Jesus' name. He said that, and that demon left like that. And Jesus said to him, now this is important. He said, I'm glad you did that because I couldn't. I'm glad you did it because I couldn't. Now, why couldn't Jesus run off a demon? Because Jesus gave you the authority in the heaven. And so if you've got a demon bugging you, Jesus is not going to run him off for you. You're going to have to run him off. Or somebody may be praying over you could. If you're a baby Christian, don't even know any of this stuff. But you're not any of your babies, so uh, take care of your own stuff. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, Where are we? Psalm 115, verse 16. Uh, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. So God's in control, all right. He's in control in heaven. Hallelujah. And, uh, but, the, but the earth had He given to the children of men. And uh, so that answers some questions for us. About, we're going to have to take authority. And, and, and the reason that Washington's in a mess is because Christians hadn't known this. Christians hadn't prayed. Hallelujah. And taken our authority. And because we, we didn't know. We're just now knowing some of this in the last 40 years. Uh, praise God. I mean, there might have been three or four people or a few. You know, I'm talking about a few. That's just speaking facetiously. But um, there was a few maybe that knew it. But for the most part, most Christians didn't know this until the last 40 years. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to have to quit pretty soon. But Satan, Satan uh, when man lost his dominion, when Adam lost his dominion, Satan took it and ran with it, didn't he? Luke 4.1 one. Well, look at this. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And uh, two, being forty days tempted of the devil. Say tempted. Tempted. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Uh, Verse 5. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for that is delivered for that is delivered unto me, and, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. Well, you know, there have been people that actually preached and taught that the devil was lying to Jesus when he said, If you'll... Bow to me, I'll give you these kingdoms, the authority of these kingdoms. I'll give you this because it's mine to give and and I give it to whomsoever I will. But the the devil wasn't lying to Jesus uh, because if the devil really did have the authority of these kingdoms and would have given it to Jesus, if Jesus would have bowed to him. Thank God he didn't because we wouldn't have had our redemption. But um, and if and notice that we said that word tempted. But if the Bible, if that was a lie, if the devil was lying, then Jesus wouldn't have really been tempted, because it would mean Satan didn't have the authority, so it was no temptation. Um, I want to look at Luke four and verse five in the Amplified Bible. That same verse, because it really shows up in the Amplified. We're going to stop here and pray, but hallelujah. Then the devil took him up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the habitable world in a moment of time in the twinkling of an eye. And he said to him, to you, I will give all this power and authority. And their glory, all their magnificent excellence, preeminence, dignity, and grace, for it has been turned over to me, and I give it to whomever I will. It was turned over to me. Well, the, Adam is who turned it over to the devil. And so he was offering that. And the devil is still the God of this world system. Then we know that he has an earth lease. Um, I wish we had more time because I have some stuff on that. But there's coming a time when the lease runs out. Now, I wanted to answer one question. Why do, You've probably heard us call it the earth lease. Why do we refer to it as a lease? Well, we refer to it as an earth lease because technically the earth does not belong to the devil. It's, he's the God of this world system. He's not the, he's not, this, this world does, or this earth does not belong to him. Psalm 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. And while I'm right on that, let me clarify this. All the people in the world, and you'll hear songs that say, we're all God's children. You know, they make a circle around the earth and everybody holds hands and sways. Have you ever seen that? I think it was some sort of a telephone commercial or something or one time. But we are not all God's children. Anybody that's not saved are children of the earth. You know, they're children of the earth. It is true. The Jews are not God's children. Remember, they're the children of Israel. But the only people on earth that are God's children are those that are born again. The Bible says we are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. And so when will the earth lease be up? It's the time is right now because we know from scripture that the earth lease is 6,000 years long. There was a six day work week. Then there's going to be a a one, uh, a day of rest. Peter told us a year, uh, a day is is a thousand years. I could take you to a lot of scriptures. I don't have time, but just to kind of clear this up. So the earth lease is 6,000 years old. So we are right at the end of the 6,000 years since Adam. Mm -hmm. Got that? We don't, you know, it's kind of, we can't pinpoint the exact year because we don't know, because we don't know if, you know, when God clicked the clicker and it's, we don't know the exact, but we're very, very close. Hallelujah. And then, so the, and the the earth lease is going to be up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. That's good. That is a good thing. Hallelujah. We're so happy about that. Uh, I wanted to point out a scripture. I, I keep going, but six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of the rest, holy to the Lord. That's going to be that millennial reign, that seventh day. This is a double meaning concerning the scriptures. Uh, 2 Peter 3, 8. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Matthew 17, 1, Oh, listen, this is so good. After six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as light. That is a picture of the rapture. That that seventh day, after six days, after six days, he takes us up. And we're oh, we're going to shine as the light. Our raiment, those 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 robes of righteousness, Hallelujah. Matthew eight twenty nine. What have we to do with thee, Jesus? Thou Son of God, art thou come to to hinder us, to torment us before the time? That was the 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 demons when he was about to he was in ministering to the sick and they were like and he was casting out devils and they said don't you can't torment us before our time that was actually the Gadarean demoniac can we go over and get in the pigs don't torment you in other words you can't send us to hell have you ever seen anybody pray this way and I just bind all you devils and I command you to go to the pit of hell well you won't have that authority. That's not, you're out of, you're, you're trying to pray out of your realm of authority. Jesus couldn't even send him a pit of hell because he said, it's not, they said to him, it's not our time for that. We still, we still have a right to do this, to be here. But they didn't have a right, uh, they didn't have a right to, they had a right to exist in the earth, but they don't have a right to uh, in, to come against us, do they? Romans 8, 9, 28. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. He says 6,000 years is a short work. You know it is. Think about 6,000 years in in light of all eternity. It's just not nothing, is it? A short work. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's stand up together. Hallelujah. Let's just go ahead and take our offering.